Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to uh, Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy and Tommy. Tommy's going to take it over and yeah. tell you, not only do the intro, but he's just also going to explain. I'm going to tell you what's going on today. So welcome. Um, first of all, uh, if you want to... Make it get, quick get, today. Oh, no, wow. I'm just saying. All right, making it quick. So if you want to get on the show or uh, just tell us about what's going on with you, ask for advice, questions, whatever... Uh, you can email us at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I'm taking over right now. Or follow <laughs> us on Twitter at Strict Anonymous or uh, like us on Facebook, Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Yes. And when you do download us on iTunes or Sh- Stitcher, uh, make sure you write a review, a favorable review. Because if you're listening, that means you like us and we like you. Uh, so today we're going to take the show in a different direction. Uh, we actually are going to do what we've been saying for quite a while. And answer some of the email questions that are coming in, because we're getting a lot of them. Uh, So this is uh, basically emails from Craigslist, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They were really, like a lot of times people um, email me a problem and then I try and book them and they never could sort of make it to call in or whatever. And that's cool. And I save those and um, tell them that we're going to, Give them advice over over the air on the podcast. Yeah, um, I'm really confused today. You really are. I know it's because you wouldn't let me drink my green tea. Well, when Kathy drinks t- green tea, she talks too fast. Mm-hmm. She gets a little hyper and, and out I'm of control. A little aggressive, you know. I listen to other people's podcasts and they're more calm. Yeah, I think I'm not calm enough. Yeah. I'm surprised I haven't gotten any hate mail about my irritating energy. So I'm send, trying to be more. Send calm. it in. <laughs> 
I came from acupuncture and I really, that makes me calm. Maybe this is hit. good, right? This is yeah, nice. This is great. Yeah, I have to like channel that part of me that the way that I am after I get laid. Some guy told me that once. He's like, really? if you could just be like that person all the time, it would be so nice. Because I think mm. I can just finally relax. Like he just like fucked the personality out of me. <laughs> <laughs> fucked you stupid. No, so I would just totally relax. You know, maybe I'm just uptight. I think so. You think? I mean, you were screaming at the cat when I came in. I know, well, because she was doing her thing. I was so glad that you witnessed it because it's, I don't understand. It's barely noticeable. I want to change the subject. I want to bring up uh, hypochondria. Why? I, well, I know, well you're, no. I know you're a hypochondria, but why? No, but this is what, not a hypochondria, because some people think hypochondriacs are people that like go to the doctor for every little thing. That's, I'm not that way. I no, can have a, any, could, I don't care about anything unless, stop. I don't care about anything unless you could die from it. I don't care if I have a cold. I don't care if I have the flu. I don't take antibiotics for anything. I don't care if my leg is chopped off. Like, as long as I'm not dying from something, I don't really care. But if I think something, I'm going to die from it, I care. But really what I think, this is what I think, is you're a hypochondriac, too. You're a hypochondriac, too. And this is what I believe that is. When I was really young, and this is when I was young, for the youngins that are listening, there was something called encyclopedias. <laughs> there was, it was like my Google, uh, you know. Funk and <laughs> Wagner encyclopedias. Yeah, it was like encyclopedias is the only place that you could get your information when you want to know things. So I would have these chronic brain tumors when I was young. Like that was my disease of choice before AIDS came out. Once AIDS came out, then that became my thing. But the it first trumped. thing, yeah, the first thing was um, brain tumors. Because everything was a symptom of a brain tumor, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's Headaches, a lot of things. pressure. Yeah, like you can't, you know. And um, I used to get them all the time. And one time, I don't know if I've ever told this story before about the doctor, the hot doctor, and the seeing double. So I was like, I would like mind fuck myself. Like I would re- go in the encyclopedia and read everything about brain tumors and every symptom. And no matter what it was, I could literally mind fuck myself into getting it. The only symptom I couldn't get were like the hardcore ones, like double vision and stuff. But if it said like in the encyclopedia that every day at two o'clock if you have a brain tumor your pinky goes numb like it would happen to me like that's how much I would be on board with the brain tumor I never really got a brain tumor but these were all in my head and I would suffer from these brain tumors for months and I would be addicted to the symptoms and then one time when I was at working in a salon I was looking in the mirror and I was blow-drying my hair and I saw double vision and I was like holy shit this is it. This is the symptom I was waiting for. Like, this is really real. <laughs> this is the death I was waiting for. Yeah, I'm like, yes. Like, I went to the emergency room or I went to emergency. It wasn't an emergency room. Urgent it was like care? A, no, it wasn't. It was like I got an appointment. I left work and went to a doctor. And, of course, he was hot, young and hot. And I explained to him, I see double, but only when I look in the mirror. I think I told this story before. No. Only when I look in the mirror. And um, he checked me over and he's like, you know, you're fine. I wasn't seeing double anymore. And then when I went back to the salon, I noticed that we're, oh, we started looking into it. And we realized that this, the mirror was slightly Beveled. bent. Oh, God. <laughs> so every <laughs> everyone saw double in the mirror. <laughs> and you felt how smart? I was so embarrassed because all my doctors are hot and I'm always making an ass out of myself in front of them. But this is what I noticed. So then like, so I had all these brain tumors until eventually once me and this guy broke up and I had a brain tumor for like six months, I would have such bad brain tumors that I would go out to bars <laughs> and I would see any, hot guys. Have any of these been medically documented? What do you mean? Maybe. Yeah, that guy has a file of the girl that came in that said she sees. No. The did they ever diagnose you with an actual brain tumor? 
No, that's what I'm saying. I've never had her. But this is what I'm going to get into, what it's really about. And you should listen because you're a hypochondriac. This is what I realized, okay? I would literally go into bars and I'd be like, oh, I'd see a hot guy. And I'd be like, there's no reason to even meet him because I'm going to die. You know what I mean? And it mm. would consume me. I was like addicted. Ow, my cat's is jabbing her thing. I was addicted to it. Um, and then I broke up with this guy and I had, like I said, I had a brain tumor for like six months and then all of a sudden, like my symptoms went away and I realized I didn't have a brain tumor and I was able to get out of it. And then I realized like, wow, I'm not even upset about that guy anymore. And that's when I realized that my brain tumors, I would create them when I didn't want to feel upset about something. Do you understand? Ah, That's what hypochondria is about. Hoping mechanism. Yes. When you are having people that are hypochondriacs, when they are having feelings of something else, like if I was sad because this guy broke up with me or I dumped him, I think I fucked his friend or something and like think he dumped me, like something like that, and I couldn't <laughs> deal with the feeling that I actually like cared about somebody. You like had to I make would up create something to replace because that. I would become obsessive about it, and that's what happens. That's what most people are doing with hypochondria. You're a hypochondriac. Next time you have some sort of thing that throws you into a fucking tizzy and makes you all mental and obsessive and go you know, and Google crazy yeah um realize what is it about my life right now that i'm not dealing like is there something i'm upset about or so you know and um i've had other i had aids after that and then i've <laughs> had breast cancer i've had them all and I, it's not like i've gotten past it sometimes i try to tell my body like listen i'll be upset you don't have to give me because i will get the symptoms and it re gets really bad and i've never had anything really bad i don't have aids I just like I don't have anything and I never had a brain tumor. But the weird thing was, was that in that um, in that salon, like three people got brain tumors that were closely around me. Like the girl who was also sitting next to me's mom got a brain tumor and two of my clients, like one's husband got a brain tumor and one's mother got like it was like crazy. But it, that had nothing to do with anything. My hypochondria was literally because I didn't want to cry because this guy and me weren't together anymore. <laughs> That I don't like feelings. And then when I got older, I could drink. And then I did that. And then I think when I did it, when I drank, I didn't need the hypochondriac. And because I've been, a, I've been very hypochondriacal or what's the word? Yeah. <laughs> Hypochond. I've been very, there's a word that Irene used once. I forget what it is. Hypochondriactic? Yeah, whatever. I've been doing that a lot, but it's since I quit drinking. It's just my way of checking out. I don't like to have feelings. I don't like to feel anything but happy. Aww. I don't like to feel sad. I don't like to feel vulnerable. I don't like to feel upset. It's too It's too just, much. Just be happy. No, you have to be sad sometimes. If you're living a real life and you're putting yourself out there, sometimes you feel sad. Sometimes you, you feel to. happy. That's what it's about, you know? So I tend to get things always like clockwork in my life, if I'm like really upset about something, something else comes up. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. And that's when I know that it's probably nothing. When it coincides with something that with I'm something upset. drastically going on. Yeah. Uh huh. When that it you're comes out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And I'm always making up these symptoms and stuff, you know. So it's a it's a thing. Right. You have it too. I'll look at it. I'll, I'll think try about it. it. Think I will. back to the last time you, you, Tommy. You've gone to the emergency room so many times that I've known you. Your ass has bled. You had a my like ass is bled. My ass has never bled. It did too. You ran all the way to some doctor once because you were ass bleeding. Oh yeah, but that was a real thing. I got back from Costa Rica. I had a parasite in my intestines. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, my ass bled. Okay, but no, but you've had. Didn't you fall on a plane and pass out? 
Yeah, I did. Okay. Like, you've had those kind of weirdo things. And it was all like, uh, I thought it was something more, but it was mostly low blood sugar or... Yeah, and once you had me take a car service up to um, Fire Island to spend the day there when you, because you were having panic, like, you thought you were dying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's you're happened. like, when you have emotions about something, but right around that time, you were having... G- girl problems. Hey, don't I get think. all fucking Dr. Phil on me. Here. Okay. Why? That's what this whole dumb podcast it's not is about. Not about me. <laughs> Why not? Just a fucking backup guy here. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> you don't want to know. And then you save yourself the torture of like having to think that you're dying. Because you know what I told my therapist? I said, like, in a weird, sick way, like the torture, like the fear of dying or the thing, like you could hold on to that and stay in the state of worry and mm-hmm. of like neuro- neur- neuroses. Is actually that is actually more dealable? Is that a word? Um, more dealable? Mm. I'm able to deal you with that more. more? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> then crying. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Do you yeah. cry? No, no, I do cry. I never have time to cry. I'm always like, I can't cry today because my eyes look puffy because I got to go out and I can't cry here because I got to. And me and my friend Julie used to talk about this. I'd always feel like I could cry. The only time I ever feel like I could cry is when I'm walking on the street. But that's because that's where I can't cry. And then when I'm home, I can't access those depressing feelings anymore because I actually could cry when I'm home. I cry (laughs) in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Totally like crying game. Seriously? (laughs) Do you sit down? I do. I have a beautiful seat in my shower. <laughs> I fit like 10 people in there. Your bathroom is like the size of an apartment. I know. That was a, it Wait, was a great so, move when I was So you single. sit down? Yeah, I'll take a seat, let the water hit me on and the head. And you just start crying? Oh, that's cute. Give it a little tear and then uh, I'll suck it up and... And then you go have Put like my big, point, my big pa- boy pants and on. And then you and think you're having a heart attack and you forget about it? I think I'm having a heart attack, which is just a combination. What are your hypochondriac things that you have had? Okay. I've had all those serious my diseases, worst, whatever you My have. worst hypochondriac. Well, it's not really hypochondria. Uh, when I think I was having, it's happened a couple times. When I wake up very, very early in the morning, like 5 o'clock in the morning, with serious tre- chest pain, I can't catch my breath, and I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of between... I'm having a little bit of a panic attack because I was drinking excessively mm-hmm. the night before. So this is the, you know, the panic part left and the um, heartburn because I ate like. Right. Like there's real reasons. Buffalo for pla- chicken sandwiches at three o'clock in the oh. morning. And uh, yeah, so the, the heartburn and then a little bit of the hangover, you know, that's what it is. Right. But when do you realize how long do you how long do you like sort of, um, you know, mind fuck yourself and loop out about it? Loop, um, loop, it, loop it, you know, 20, like I could loop it for a 20 while. 20 minutes after I take the oh shit volumes that I have stashed. Oh, see, that's my problem. I don't do any of that stuff. So you just take a volume and it gets rid of that? You're gone, dude. It's great. Yeah, when I was getting my first operation in my life a couple of years ago, I was so petrified. And the guy's like, oh, like, I'm like, you don't understand. Like, this makes me so nervous. Going under anesthesia, I was yeah. so petrified. He's like, oh, well, just good. Do you ever take anything for this, like, kind of anxiety you have? I said, no, like, you should. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry. He gave me some Valium. And immediately, this value made me so relaxed. I was literally, I had an ovarian cyst, and they had an oncologist on hand. They didn't think it was cancer, but it was literally like the type of operation where you were putting, being put under, and they were going to take this lump out, and the oncologist was going to cut it out.
uh, and you might wake up with nothing in your inside because you had can't like you don't know you could have cancer so it's scary right like mm-hmm. so the last thing i want to do is be put under i don't know what i'm gonna wake you up wake to up the like minute they put me that valium through my system you're like all right just yeah they brought me cut in away. it was so weird being like a normal person i went into the operating room and they were like putting my legs up in these stirrups and strapping them they're introducing me to everyone and i could have cared less it was so weird to be so normal yeah. feeling it, in a very it, it's, crazy it, atmosphere valium is it was what they call a diazepam mm-hmm. that's the, the the actual drug name yeah and it whatever i think it goes after whatever nerve in your brain and it re- just relaxes it everything fantastic yeah it really makes you like a normal person right yeah i mean i've had and i've had actual real panic attacks going on and you have no idea how it's going to stop and i i would ransack my room to find that one emergency thing that i had and you take it and and i would take it and no joke 15 20 minutes later i go outside go to the gym i could give a speech i feel great yeah, but what you don't understand is a panic or anxiety attack cannot physically, it's just, it's physically impossible for your body to be in that state for more than 20 minutes. It's just not physically possible. So you will, it will wear off anyway. Do you understand? Yeah, I've never you, taken I've anything there, for but, a panic but attack you don't, in my life. Even I could if you talk kn- myself out of them. If you, even if you know it, you, you, that it could be the longest 20 minutes of your life. No, listen, a second of it feels, I know I've had mm. them. I could basically get myself out of them or make them stop happening. I've never ever in my life taken anything because I believe once you take something, you're telling your brain that you can't handle it. And that's really what actually makes them worse. So I, uh, I know how to mind fuck myself, but, um, yeah, they're really bad, but the, all that shit, but yeah, I probably should just take drugs. It's the easiest way. Right? Just pop the Why volume. Not? I don't I try and say. But I have to say, after being through all the medical stuff that I've been doing to try and have a baby and everything, like, it's like, honestly, it really changed me. I go into emergency rooms or hospitals at, like, I'm on Valium. But I'm not on Valium. I'm just calm. But, well, because you've been there now, and there's a been there, done that. comfortability yeah, of it's not so bad, and this is what's going to happen. I'm not. I used to have a panic attack if I was getting one needle, you know, for my blood mm-hmm. test. And now I've had so many things done, I could care less. It's, like, no big deal to me. I went so off topic. Let's get to uh, what we're going to do today. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. 
get to the so we have questions we have questions yeah, let's from go. callers let's callers from questions Call- <laughs> no emails from craigslist i'll just delete that just out. emails to us yeah emails okay so we're gonna start with um my favorite one i got a couple like this a lot of guys wind up actually ma- dating or marrying their um escorts that they're banging that's odd to me yeah it's great i think it's hilarious okay how about this so the guy's name is charlie Charlie wrote, I'm a 51-year-old male, unhappily married. I've been dating a 24-year-old young lady for over a year. So he's married and he's dating someone. We are both head over heels in love with each other. We've been making plans to make our relationship legit. When I met her, she was an escort and I was her client. Our relationship quickly grew serious. She soon got out of the business, left her boyfriend, and started dating me exclusively. We had our ups and downs, but can't seem to live without each other. She has messed up time and again, but I've always forgiven her. Recently, she's been working two part-time jobs. She went out to dinner with a set of coworkers and took some pictures. The pictures she sent me were innocent pictures of coworkers having fun and drinks. That's what she's okay with that. Okay, I think we have to give him advice. Okay. Don't, don't, just fuck hookers, but don't try and date them. That's right. That is right. Never, don't. Uh, they she had a boyfriend, right? And she was an escort on the side. So obviously she's a cheater. You're a married man and you're fucking an escort on the side. So you're a cheater. So I don't understand why he's he's like saying he's so faithful to her. Because he's 51. But he's faithful to his. He's not faithful to his wife. Obviously not. But he thinks. He, but he's faithful to the escort. He's faithful to the hooker and not the wife. Right. He's got issues because he. Of course, it's easier to be, you know, faithful to the whore and not the, yeah. you know, the. Listen, I get it. You're fifty. Old shoe at home. It's yeah, so you're terrible. You're fifty one. You're out of the game. You felt like it expired. Tommy, fifty one is not out of the game anymore. No, but he's probably you don't Viagra. know. Viagra. Could, they no, could no, no, no. screw all night now. When I mean out of the game, I've been married. Totally. Okay. So mm-hmm. stop. Okay. So sorry. out of the game being he's been married mm-hmm. and, you know, you stare at four walls. You're fucking the same person. You don't think you're really going anywhere. He gets an escort. The escort, 24 years old, probably set his hair on fire. He was so attracted to this younger woman because he's been banging this older thing for so but I'm long. I'm sure it's not his first escort. Okay, whatever. But it's the first escort that actually probably would see him without taking his money. And she was pro- and he probably does have some money. No, she's probably seeing him still with money, but they just took it to the side. And he's, I'm sure she's still doing I'm it. Say- These girls do take it on the side, meaning they start to see them on the side, but they take money still. Okay, but he probably is a man of means. He's not some broke 51-year-old guy that... We don't know. This is why it's not good to have calls like this. Because yeah. I don't know. We don't have all of the information. The, my advice would be don't... Don't date the hooker. Yeah, don't date the hooker. No. That, that's good advice. Don't date escorts. This is like the third email I got from a guy dating an escort, having like a miserable time with it. Don't date escorts. This is like they're so dumb. That's where yeah. women, we just don't understand, but men are so stupid. So that's where like it's just a dumb guy we're, we're thing. We're actually in agreement. Dumb guy, don't date the hooker. Yeah, sorry. She's messed up. She wouldn't be doing that really with her life if she was. And I mean, listen, there's always going to be a small majority of people that are doing whatever in a healthy way. But most likely she's a little messed up. She's very young. She doesn't know what she's got a boyfriend. She's got an escort. Now she's got jobs. She's got a 51 year old married partner that's married. I mean, she's, you know, she's not in the right mind. So, of course, she's going to be nuts. But obviously he's nuts because he's taking part of it. Like attracts like. Next question. Okay, this is from Sam. Hello, I'm going through a breakup. It was all my fault. I miss her every day. I'm afraid to reach out to her because I don't want to hurt her again. So this is just 
I just bring it up because it's like a typical question with guys. Like, yep. first of all, what I'm confused about as a woman, like he says, I, I want to reach out to her, but, but I, I'm afraid to reach out to her because I don't want to hurt her again. Isn't he afraid to reach out to her because he's afraid of rejection? Yep. He's lying right there, right? Lying. What do you mean right I'm there. afraid I don't want to hurt her? That's such a that's such a guy thing because I think he doesn't want to show his vulnerability. No, you really miss her. You want to reach out and you're afraid to reach out to her because you don't want her to hurt your feelings when she tells you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, and close the door for the last time. And there's Right, no more hope. but yet he has to change it and say because I don't want to hurt her again. You know how many times a guy will be like, oh, but I don't want to hurt her? It doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't. They're, they're just switching it around. You want Projection. something, you get it. Right or wrong? It's projection, right? Mm-hmm. So he's projecting. I mean, if you are if you're missing a girl and you broke up and it was your fault, all you have to do, girls are like girls love communication. I you have to up. call up and explain. And own it. And yeah. own it. Yeah, you just got to kiss a little ass. It's called damage control. Yeah, you kiss their box and it's all over. Yeah, do a little damage control. Every girl, if you know your girl well, you know how to get her back. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> Mm. Dating is expensive. After how many dates does a woman pick up the dinner check? I love this question. That's a great question. I love this question because the younger generation, I feel sorry for them. These guys and girls, like these girls are paying for meals or they're splitting it or they're paying for the tip. And I'm old school with that. I don't think a girl should pay for anything, especially not in the beginning. Eventually, yeah, it doesn't matter. But do you know what I mean? The guy should mostly be picking up the tab for sure. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I actually agree with you. I'm an old school guy. Why do we not agree a lot? I don't know. We no, we don't. Not all oh, the time, but but to agree with you so, a few times in a row is uh-huh. just weird. Um, I, you know, get granted. I get times are probably tough, but you know what I mean. You have to alter your dates. I'm old school. I always pay for the. I always pay. I'm married, and I always pay. That's just the way it goes in my house. Yeah, because you're a man. The, the guy pays. Yeah, a girl and looks pretty and a guy pays. That's, that's what we're it. here for. That's it. If you want girls to be like girls are, are are actually like guys should be paying more because girls are looking better nowadays. The mm-hmm. fact that girls are injecting their faces with Botox and getting ass implants means that you should pay even more. Yep. Because if we all go down to what you know, society says we're all about, women have to be hot and young and men have to be have cash. They gotta pay for it. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So you guys should pay for everything because girls are looking better and keeping themselves up even more, and it's more expensive. Before I used to say a girl shows up on a date and she's already spent a couple hundred dollars. Now she's spent thousands. Botox, fillers. Yeah. Uh, oh, every girl has hair extensions. No one even has real hair. That's crazy. Yeah, I have a sister-in-law. She has fake tits, fake hair. She's got Botox. She's only 28 years old. Everything about her is fake. What's she going to be like in 10 years with all that? It's probably still the same because all this stuff like keeps you looking fine. But it's just, it's all a farce. That's fine, okay? That's what men want. And that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But women want men to pay for shit. And that's just nature. I want a man to take care of me financially. That gives me stability and that gives me what I need. And a, a man wants a woman that looks hot. I'm not saying, uh, you know, the girl can't pick up the check because she spent money already. I'm just saying I personally, as a man, don't feel comfortable with having a woman pick up the check. Right, because you know your place in society. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should be embarrassed. I had this one guy, yeah, Phil. Who I go was, out with my mom and I pay. I, I wouldn't even let my uh, mother pay. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, see? Yeah. yeah. It's the younger generation that's like that. I had this guy, Phil, that I used to see. He was like a long-term booty call for me. And he was broke, so broke. But that guy wouldn't let me get like a Snapple in the morning. He wouldn't let me pay for anything, whether it was a pack of gum, no matter, like he always paid. And he had no money, but he was just like, 
that kind of guy. Yeah. Those are the kind you of guys wanna, I you like. You want to play, you've got to pay. Yeah, but you look at it that way, but it's the same. Like I said, Tommy, it's, like, it's not like you act like people act like girls are so bad because they want money. Why aren't men bad for wanting girls with hot bodies or pretty faces? It's just a shallow. Actually, it's worse. A man makes his money. He doesn't come out of his mom's cooch with a fucking wallet in his hand. Okay. He make works hard. It says more about him. Women actually like, like to me, it's a little bit less shallow liking a man for money than liking a woman just for what she looks like. Women came out of the, come out of their mother's vagina looking hot and then all men love them. And it's like, how is that not p- pathetic for men? Do you know what I mean? I guess. It's the most shallow thing ever. I guess. Yeah, you're not liking her for her. You're liking her for how she looks. So what's wrong with her? A woman to like a man with a cash. Uh, no. I, I, it's I in our DNA and it's in our nature. Like if I was a cow yeah. and I was a female cow and there was all male cows around me and like. And I, I was the darkest cow with the biggest cow dick. You'd like me. And no, you were the hardest working cow that was the most successful. I'd want to fuck you. That's just nature. I wouldn't want to fuck the guy, like the cow in the corner smoking weed on the couch, not doing anything. That's like nobody wants to even kill because we can't make hamburgers out of it. Like nobody wants that useless cow. And if you do want the useless cows, something's dysfunctional about you because in nature, women should like successful men. When I liked unsuccessful men, I was something was wrong with me. Yeah, something was wrong with you. So women that like unsuccessful men, they're just wired improperly. Something's wrong. They should like men that are good. Just like men should like girls that are hot. Oof. Oh, my God. I know I'm going to get tons You're of letters for that one. You're going to get hate mail for that. Whatever. It's it's actually science. <laughs> it's more science for you, Tommy. More science. <laughs> okay. So how many dates after does a woman pick up the dinner check? You know what? Never. It, this is obviously a 25-year-old emailing me. No, it's only it's not, that generation. Listen, it's not never. It should be when the girl just says, you know what, every time we go out, I want to surprise him. And it doesn't have to be dinner, but she can surprise him. And what girls should do, buy him a little something. Yes, but girls do. I do that. I love getting. Yeah, yeah. that's and how you know if good. I like you, if I buy you gifts that's for no good. reason. No, no, buying dinner, that's the buying dinner. And when you but go out, doing that's the little things. Job. Right. But you know how the, what the girl can do to balance it a little bit if she you know wants to. You know, make him feel uh, that she's really into him. Uh huh. Get him a little something that you th- you know he needs, and you're paying attention. Totally, but that's you're coming from old school mentality. A guy that's asking this question really wants a girl to pick up half the tab. Well, He's a lazy fuck. Date older women. So it's older women want you to pay for the tab. Well, if you're 24 and you're dating a 50 year old woman, the the woman's gonna fucking pick up the tab. Oh, maybe that's why all these young guys like older women. Yes, indeed. Oh my god, you just opened up my eyes to something. There you go. That's fascinating. Yeah. I thought it was because they just still want a fucking milf. Like it's just interesting. No, dude. It's because they want like a sugar mama. Yeah. Yeah, they're like guys are like girls now. The younger guys are like girls. They dress yeah. better. They're really into their hair. They're self conscious. They're like getting Botox. Like it's awesome that they're dealing with the same bullshit that women have to deal with. Okay, my next question. <laughs> I have a question for the show. I'm a sexy guy in New York City who has a fetish for wearing sexy high heels. I was wondering if there'll ever be a time when it would be okay for a straight guy to wear sexy high heels in public and be accepted. This is a question for you, Tommy, because Tommy owns a gay bar, but this guy's straight. Well, it's funny you say, there's a lot of guys that come top jeans, you know what I mean? Dressed Uh in, I don't know what we would say, more male gendered geared attire Uh and that they would wear crazy stiletto heels or something like that um 
So it's okay in a gay bar, right? He's talking about when is it going to be okay? I think it's okay now. When we have a no. caller that calls in and he's me? 23 and he's likes a 23-year-old tranny and he's fine with that. And every, I think that our society is becoming much more okay with a lot of things. Okay, but if he, if this kid goes over to some Irish bar on the east side wearing high heels, you don't think he's going to get shit? Uh, upper east side, yes. But if he looks like Jared Leto and he goes to the lower east side in high heels, he he's going to get fucked. Probably. Yeah. By a girl with a lot of tattoos. Wearing Chuck Taylors. <laughs> Whatever. No, she could be hot as shit. And no, I'm know, cursing so much in this podcast, you Tommy. Yeah, you're not I, even I doing just... your job. Whatever. It's fine. We know you're useless, Tommy. <laughs> Thanks. You might as well. I like the consistency, though. Okay. It's good. It's good. You I'm just... sticking to one thing. Yeah. I mean, you're smarter than me on this podcast. So, so with the high heels, we'll say yes, but it depends on where you go. You can only do it in cities. Like you have to be in a city that's got an edge and you got to be in a part of the city where everyone's like kind of, you know, letting their freak flag fly. Like the Lower East Side, that would be acceptable. More Even in Soho. I, you can walk around Soho on the weekends with all the like the people from Jersey will think you're cool, you know, because they don't know any better because they're in like New York anymore. It's all your trash there now. Well, same shit. Euro trash, Jersey trash, like, you know, it's the same thing. So right. you're going to have somebody walking around. They're just going to think it's something cool like it's New York. It's so New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, Upper East Side, no. No. Upper West Side, nobody would care. Yeah, they would. They're open-minded. No. Midtown, oh my God, that would be a true. You could never do that in Midtown with all the suit people. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's acceptable depending on where you are. You got to keep, it's a very small niche kind of thing. Um, this guy is, is another question is I'm 19. We, I think we spoke about this, but I'm curious. I'm a 19 year old black male. And is there a way to masturbate longer? What does longer mean? Tommy, I, what I want to know, does he want to be jerking off and making it last longer before he comes? Or does he want to make the actual ejaculation longer? Well, I don't know anybody that wants to jerk off longer. I mean, you, you basically... Sometimes you don't like to hold... I mean, I know as a woman, for me, sometimes I like... If it feels really good, I will not let myself come for a while because I want to enjoy it. Okay. You never do that? No. No? I just want to do it and get it out of me and get that buzz. The buzz afterwards, but there's like, no, no buzz the, during. The, the buzz, yeah, there is a little. Uh, it builds, it builds, it builds, it builds. Yeah, but if you let it build for a long time, it's really. I like that sometimes. I like to hold off as long as I can. Okay, I mean, I, I like the. I like to get to the to the, the Actually, pinnacle. Right, me too. I eventually get there too. But if it feels really good, I might hold back as much as I can so that I could feel that feeling right before because it's so hot. Yeah. So what and, does he and, mean, Master? Yeah. And if and if he wants to make it the the feeling last a little bit longer, mm -hmm. don't masturbate for a couple days. What feeling to last longer? Like the coming feeling. Oh, when you're oh really? Yeah. Oh don't, see I would never know that as a girl. Don't masturbate for a couple days. Okay, and that makes when you do jerk it, off. Just put it this way. It's like you just close the vent and everything's building up behind it. Mm -hmm. And then. So, you, yeah, you come longer because you, you have more longer. jizz. Yeah, You're yeah, you, yeah. you have more jizz stuck it's in It's like it. when I go on like a, you know, like a weekend with the guys or something mm -hmm. to do like something, whatever. Like You're not jerking off? No, I'm not jerking off. And then by the time I get home and or I go hunting or something and I come home, my wife gets raped. Right. She, she does. Right. I don't even take a shower. I just go in and like. Right. 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 Go right at it. She's probably happy. Yeah. That's good. Okay. So that was a good. You, I think you really helped him. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a weird podcast. Okay. This is um. This is one, and it's called how to 
How, oh, can an older woman and younger man with an age different of 10 plus years have a real relationship? This is an interesting one that we can talk about for 10 minutes. I have experience with that. So do I. Okay. Um, I think they can. The only problem is. He said a real relationship. Yeah. I'm going to answer. I'm going to give you my opinion too. You go first. Okay. They can unless whoever's the younger person. Usually the guy. Well, that's what he's saying. Yeah, it's all guy. this is I. Yeah, this is when, about an older woman with a younger man. But there's a lot of things that's fantastic about being with an older woman. But then comes to the part where if it gets really serious and you want to settle down and have children and whatever. It's not going to happen. That's exactly happen. what I was going to say. So that's where that's where what's a real relationship. Real dating, living with each other for like a year or two? No, even five years. If you're 25, and you know, guys aren't going to get married till they're 35. If yeah. you're 25, you could be with someone for five years. You could have a real relationship for whatever period five, of time. And that's a real relationship. Most yeah. marriages don't last that long. Yeah, you could do it, but it will end. But uh, first of all, um, most relationships end anyway. That's the point, yeah. first of all, okay? But what I think that you're right, if you eventually it will end because not but you could still be getting along, it will eventually end for that kind of tragic scenario, which is this man wants to have kids and stuff. And if she's like way in her 40s or 50s. This is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I recently had a friend who was like in like maybe like 50 and the guy was 39 and that worked perfect because he, he missed that. No, he didn't miss it. He was already done. Yeah, I mean, he got he, married he when he was in his twenty. Yeah, Sorry. he'd been there, done that. Yeah. So in that situation, that age gap doesn't really matter. Yeah. Right? It's the gap of the mid twenty something to the mid thirties. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's like it's that ten year flow, right? There. Right. And that's why with the younger woman with the older man, it's different because the man could be jizzing out babies for a lot longer than the women. Yeah. You know, nowadays women could have babies later and men I think are could always, you know, that's the thing. But I still think that those relationships don't last as long either. Like, you know, I have one friend that always is like, so he's, well, you know, fuck younger girls and he'll date younger girls, but he doesn't think, you know, a young a older woman could do it with a man. But to me, you know, Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore, you know, that was a seven year relationship. A lot of people that are age appropriate don't get that long. Or, but, and most men and that date older, younger women. Why did that relationship end? Because she was nuts. And he was not. I don't know. I don't think it was like a. He's 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 engaged to a younger woman now. Right, but that happens to men too with younger women. I'm saying when the 50 year old guy is dating the 25 year old girl, that's the same thing is going to happen. With what's his name, Charlie? Even if she's not an escort (laughs) nowadays, with these girls, when they could be trading up, they are not going to do the math. Just like as a woman, if I'm dating a younger guy, I'm going to do the math and be like, oh, when he's 35, I'm going to be 55. Like that's not going to work. You know, with these older guys, if they're 50 and they're going with a 30-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you're Mick Jagger. Like, when you're 70 and she's, how old is she? You know, she's 50. Oh, that's kind of old. Yeah, but 50 definitely does not look like No, 50. she'll leave him before. She'll leave him before. Yeah, it's like once he turns into a senior citizen. I'm sorry, but when a guy's over 60, yeah. you're like a senior citizen. <laughs> you're You're so getting a lot of hate mail. I don't care because you know what? A lot of guys would probably trash me for being over 40. As a woman, I just want to like clear that whole. I don't care about age. I don't care if a guy, I would date a guy that's 55. I don't, I don't really give a shit about age, but other people do. And the sad thing is, is it's a lot worse for a woman. Mm-hmm. And a woman deals with the age thing the minute she turns 40. I remember me, okay? 
um, I think I was like 40 or 41 and a friend of mine came to me and he was like, oh, I met a guy at a Christmas party that I think you would, you should date. And I'm like, okay, what's he like? I'm like, is he good looking? He's like, no, not really. I said, is he like successful? He's like, no, not really. I'm like, is he interesting? No, not really. I'm like, is he funny? He's like, not really, but he's like the type of guy like you should marry. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I'll, I'll go out with him. It was like right when I turned like 40 or 41. And uh, so his friend emailed him, his friend emailed him and said, hey, I got this girl. She's 41. She's got a really hot body. Like, do you want to date her? And he said, and this guy was 40, was a couple of years older. Like he was like 46. I was 41. And he said, no, she's too old. Now, okay, and I saw the guy eventually. He was disgusting. If he met me at a party, he would be like, I could never have that piece of ass. In real life, he could have never had me. I could do way better than him. But because of the age and the number, like I don't have a problem getting guys because I don't look like an old lady. But like uh, that that number to him was just way too old. And that's the way that it is. So do, do you know, do I think it's hilarious to call a man at 60 a senior citizen? Yeah, because you know what? He's been calling women that are 40 for the past 20 years of his life. Like he's been calling them like old hags or just, you know, dating their daughters. It's, he won't touch it. It's a sad thing for women. So why not? Make it a bad thing for men. And I think that the playing field is being evened out. And I think it's great. I think it's great that women are banging younger guys, dating them. doesn't matter that it doesn't last longer than seven years. That's a good relationship, seven years. That's a long relationship. Yeah. I've never been in a relationship. No. You know what a guy said to me once? Because I'm so commitment phobic and I'm so petrified of having a relationship. I get claustrophobic just thinking about it. Or like the whole life married thing. And he said, you know, Kathy, like you just have to stop. Like you don't have to look at it that way. He's like, just look at it like you meet the right one person and, you know, plan on having five to ten years with them. And if you get that, be happy. And I was like, you know what? That's a good way to look at it. I think any relationship that's over five years, in between five and ten years, is a success, even if it ends. Just because relationships end doesn't mean that they're failures. Most people grow and change and go in different directions. It's very odd. And only certain people will find one person that's going to stay on the same path with them for their whole life. You know, maybe when I'm 80, I'll meet someone and say, I'll spend the rest of my life with you because I only have five years left. Oh, I'm waiting to live past 85. I know. I was going to say 20, but I didn't want to sound weird. I want to live like until I'm 100. Yeah, it's very possible. I know. I love that. I would do HGH. I believe in that. You've got to hold off for a while. Why? This is the time to do it. HGH. Yeah, human growth hormone now. Yeah, it's great. I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just basically giving yourself your hormones that you're losing. Yeah. I believe in it very much, so it's really good. You know, for me, I'm always like, because I'm very into health and fitness, and my body still looks great for my age, and uh, I'm always like, when am I going to hit the wall? Like, when do I have to give up trying to keep my body to be in such killer shape? But, you know, it still is. And But I think that that HGH really helps it. When you have a mom, you, you'll, you'll get that realization. When I have a mom, I have a mom. No, when you become a mom. Oh, because my body will go to shit. Uh. Oh, really? What happened to your wife's body? Actually, she's young. She's so, young. Nothing. So I can't compare it. that. I was going to say, there's. It. if you tell me something happened to that, that's really bad news yeah, because no. I would hope she would spring back. Yeah, nothing happened to her body. Yeah, I would think. So no way. Uh-huh. But to me, forget about it, right? Well, we'll see. Have you seen anybody? Uh, older that uh, had children? No. Yeah. No? No. None of your old ladies had babies? No. That's why they're old ladies. <laughs> what do you mean? Normally, those are the ones that stay young and look good because they never had kids. Yeah, that's what they and they do. You know, Botox, all the shit you can do to your hair, all the things you can do to your 
muscle tone implants. I mean, I think the surgery stuff is that uh, is crazy. It but really is. I, and now that I'm telling you, like my sister in law is only 28 and she does all of it. Like 20, the people in their 20s are doing it. Well, Every single girl has lip injections, hair extensions, breast implants, Botox, filler. Ass, Kim Kardashian made the ass thing very big. So now they're getting ass implants. What else? I was at dinner with some friends, my wife and I, we double, triple, quadruple dated. And these Mm -hmm. were older friends of mine. Mm -hmm. And my wife was meeting my friend's wives for like the first time. Right. And the conversation was, oh, I had my nose done, my chin done, my this done. At the end of dinner, my wife's like, what the fuck? I I just put a little, I didn't even put much makeup on. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, like, right. She's, she's just a regular. Yeah, right. she's like, I don't understand why people would really, you know what I mean? No, it's really sad because like what we were talking about before about women, you know, men just being known for their cash and women just being, you know, sort of defined by what they look like. It's the pressure is 10,000 times worse. I feel sorry for these poor girls. I don't think aging is bad. I don't, I have, I've never done Botox or anything yet. I don't disagree with it, but when I see people that are so obsessed with not looking their age, I don't see what's wrong with it. Like I, I, I don't see like you're supposed to get old. Like that's yeah, a normal thing that happens. How long do you keep doing that? Uh, I forever. Yeah, that's got to have some kind of, you know, side effects if you keep doing it over ten years, fifteen years. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's actually preventative. I think it does something to the muscle that makes it like they actually look at it as like preventative. You so seen that if you Joan s- Rivers, <laughs> <laughs> her face doesn't move. I know, but I think she's got an issue. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, the jury's is still out on that. I try. I want to be the one. Per- I want to be the one holdout. I'm the only one of my friends that's never had anything yet. You don't need it though. I know, but that's what. Stay listen, out of the sun, you'll be fine. I know. I don't stay out of the sun. That's my worst problem. But like, it's not like I walk around and I feel like I don't get looked at or anything. like I'm still like I still feel hot and attractive but it, for different reasons i don't Stop need traffic. to be only when i have a lot of eggs inside of me <laughs> i'm going to delete all this out because this is all really bad i don't want to talk about any of that okay. we'll, we're, i'm going to end it later right. i'm going to end it after like so those are just our questions yep. this is like a bonus episode we're just going to throw this out on a thursday one day as a bonus episode totally. because it's like oh, i going to be like 20 minutes long yeah, and you gotta you gotta email us your comments and stuff. So maybe the next time we do it, we're gonna have a lot more um, so questions. Could, if yeah, you want to email so, some more interesting questions, so if we could do a bonus show every Thursday, that would be great. So remember, it's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail dot com. And questions, rants, and was it called rants and raves? Yeah, if you just want to discuss, yeah. What I really like are these people like John and the other guy Robert that have these illicit sort of lifestyles or things that they're doing on the side that most people don't do that people would be interested in. So and if you're like with some sort of sexual relationship that's really interesting or doing something on the side that most people wouldn't, and you that, can't tell anybody. Yeah, most of the time, if you're doing stuff like that, you can't tell anybody yeah, about here's it. Here's your way to get it out. You know. Yeah, because that isn't that a little bit part of the fun? It is. I mean, people write in. It's all about part of the fun. Yeah, people write in about John. They're living vicariously through his stories. And he's, you know, um, so, you know, there's got to be other people out there. There We're talking to the world. I mean, isn't anyone in Nepal doing (laughs) anything illicit? Before climbing Everest. Um, Okay, so, yeah, this is. But we prefer, I prefer to have callers on the call. Absolutely. But if we can do this bonus episode. That's Every now it, and then. Exactly I don't know if this is, is even good. Bonus. Let us know. Write, up, write us. I love the emails that I get from people. That's good. Very good. Okay, so that's it. We'll be back next week with a real caller. Bye. Bye.
Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.
Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.